Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I have my Irish gal here with me. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Shewan. Where are you from? <laughs> Dublin. Dublin. <laughs> so yeah, she's here staying with me. So the other night we were talking about the idea of masculinity and femininity and like that comes into gender roles. Then we started talking about toxic masculinity and how men are kind of taught not to show emotion and how like they have to be really, really suppressed and they're not allowed to be weak. They're not allowed to, like for example, we were saying, you know, a woman cries, that's considered like, oh, it's cute, like is she okay? A man cries, that's like, what the hell, he's either like a wimp or a pussy and like these horrible terms are used and I just think like it's interesting it's damaging to men and women yeah like, like how basically fe- feminism is all about equality and like how basically it's just to combat like toxic masculinity like more than anything it's not really about you know it might as well be called like anti-toxic masculinity yeah, or something yeah. it's not because feminism is about creating equality for men where men can have the same like be behave like yeah no, women but like be able to cry the way we are and and women can be strong without being defined as macho or manly totally yeah um and women can obviously have the same rights and have like as good jobs and stuff it's just like i don't know interesting yeah no it is and like i think that's the thing we were talking about how feminism is often extremely misinterpreted and and people assume that because i mean like we're talking about feminist issues on the podcast or i'm talking about it and stuff and people are just like oh like people think that we want like women to mm-hmm. be basically the way we want the matriarchy basically but yeah. we don't want that like feminism no, exactly. isn't about like have women's supremacy it's about women's equality and, and men's equality at the same way because yeah. in a weird way even though men are like the patriarchy means that men are in power and men have the most power they're also like this power means that they are limited in other ways like the same way like they can't express emotion they don't even like know how to, I was reading an article about like emotional labor and how like men find it really hard and like I don't mean to be generalizing that's really bad but I'm no, just saying I know in, gen- like in general yeah like yeah, um, for the most part there's always going to be exceptions to every rule yeah and like it's just in my personal life I yeah. have witnessed a lot of like when I think about my own mom and like even myself my sisters my friends like they're and like boyfriends they've had like emotional labor is demanded of them which is where like the man wants always to be sympathized with or like they want to hear like relate their experiences they want yeah. someone to be like oh wow and yeah. it's not the same with their men friends like i had um a best friend who um or i have a best friend and her she knew this guy and on his birthday he was like no she only met him like a week ago and he was like no i want to spend it with you they weren't a couple or anything and it was kind of like we realized later on he got really offended her like for running off to get picked up by her parents and thing later on and we realized later on that he was kind of he, he had these good guy friends but it was only to play soccer with whereas mm-hmm. with her he needed her for all these things like talking to her about his problems and it's kind of problematic that you need to have a woman for that like it's it's it is like women that's why women there's like the idea that that's why women are so a lot of the time like mothers are so tired if they're working dual jobs because they're working doing this unpaid labor which is emotional labor and then also working the same job as their male counterpart it's just kind of like we want equality on all levels and that that's not even only debilitating for a woman that is debilitating for a woman but it's also like it's debilitating for a man and that he can't ever like sympathize with some like they can sympathize but it's not the same i feel like they don't yeah. do as much um emotional labor no, no that's <laughs> so true that's such a good point and i think um also i was talking about this but um often um we actually had a really good chat yesterday about how we find it easier to connect with males who are older. So I've always found this, that I my closest friends have been girls, and then I've the men that I've really got along with and really been able to like connect with and have that those deep emotional connections with have been older, like, let's say, late 20s plus, is basically. Yeah. 
And there are, of course, again, exceptions to every rule, like I was saying to Shuin, like I have like friends back home that are my age as guys, and I have felt connected to them, and I've really been able to like open up to them. But often, and this is not that, I'm not saying this is guys' fault, but I'm saying that often guys our age or guys in university and in this culture are so wrapped up in the idea that they can't be emotional, they can't get into these deep conversations because it's almost like taboo for them to show any emotion they're going to be called like wet or whatever you know stupid terms and stuff so they hate like being in those uh situations they like to be like the tough ones and always having uh, sarcasm and banter and jokes and it's like i love that like i'm a really sarcastic person and i find that hilarious but it's like it gets tiring when you want to actually sit down with someone and really like open up to them and talk yeah. to them and, and sometimes men feel like they can't do that and this can apply to every age i think as men get older they do grow out of this a little bit more because they're at the point where they're like whatever i have a family now i have different situations i have a fiance you know like different yeah. things get thrown at them where they're like okay i have to be a bit more emotional now but i think that when you're growing up you're like well no i can't be emotional because to be fair fair enough like even m uh, me myself as a girl like growing up when i'd see guys cry in my class and i was like five i'll be like this boy cried yeah. at school today i remember saying that to my mum, and my mum's like so this weird attitude that like if men cry there was something wrong with them and i remember even attitudes like um well, like one time my friend said to me like she had she was dating this guy and she was like he started crying in front of me and i remember replying like so like he was obviously like showing emotion like he was yeah. upset and she's like but it's, he's a guy what so a man showing his emotion to his girlfriend like getting really emotional like i would be happy if someone opened up to me like that and of course if like oh, i went up to her and started crying she'd be like shah it's okay i was saying charlotte like i study english and we were talking about they were talking about how in the 19th century when women's rights um began to like develop and and um, that men went through a crisis when masculine christianity um, mm -hmm. became a thing where men like it's when rugby was initiated because men kind of went through this crisis of faith being like oh you know women are gaining more power what does this mean for us and like yeah. it was really important to be strong and healthy and if you think about all the men going to the gym today it's kind of the same thing where um men feel the same where women are like subconsciously and where women are g gaining more power and becoming equal and, and like yeah. we're not fully yet and um, they, it's like reverted to this idea, okay, well we can now have to be super masculine by being strong and able to do all the manly things. Like they're like, if I can't earn all the money, what makes me a man? Yeah. And then it turns into muscle and strength. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have friends and like uncles, parents, and part of it is like I was saying that, you know, they say, oh, it's to do with health, but like what's this then that our, our world is, the unhealthiest it's ever been like it's not yeah. to do with that it's kind of weird we need to look at that more yeah and like my family like my parents who've never been interested in sports and i feel like subconsciously it's not really to do with the fact that um they actually want to be healthy because i know that they don't even like like they were healthy before um and it's just it's just weird i don't know it's kind of interesting though to think about like how it can be psychological rather than just mm -hmm. oh i yeah, want oh to yeah. be strong and like I'm not saying that every guy who is into sport wants is doing it for that reason. Yeah. But I think a lot of people who are getting so into the gym or like bul you know like bulking yeah. up and this whole culture, it's like I need to be masculine. I need to show that like this is the one thing I can do that makes me male. And I think that like again, I could go into a whole other podcast about gender roles and how stupid they are and how yeah. men like what the hell let boys be feminine and let girls be like the, oh, the whole concept is stupid to me. And like yeah. they're they're trying they're so caught up in this idea of what yeah, being a man what means like or what being a woman means when it's not like black and white anyway. But they yeah. think it is and they. And of course, girls do it in different ways, uh, but with men especially, because at least girls, right? So if we're having like a crisis, we're allowed to show emotion about it. Whereas yeah. for men, it's like they're not allowed to show any emotion about it really by society, although they're considered weak. And so there's more pressure put on them, and it can build up inside and make yeah. them get more angry. You're talking about Virginia Woolf's To the Lighthouse and how it deals so much with toxic ma masculinity because it's really interesting. Yeah. In this, the woman who, um, the person who, um, 
makes all the gender roles permanent and like is most anti-feminist in the novel is actually the woman yeah and it shows how mas toxic masculinity actually affects everyone so yeah. not like the woman is caught up in these gender roles and the man is debilitated by these he's always asking for sympathy he can't like but not directly being like i want sympathy it's obviously like all kind of um indirect like just standing there and yeah. kind of feeling sorry for himself and uh, generating this emotion and um it was just it's really interesting if, like if you're interested you should read it because all of her books are incredible but to the lighthouse and mrs dalloway yeah are ones that especially deal with to toxic masculinity and it's just such good themes and she's just incredible i could rant about that all day but um <laughs> i mean that kind of moves on to the rad, like the rad section of this episode like uh in terms of if you're looking for a rad read check out mrs dalloway and to the lighthouse and Virginia Woolf's super inspiring. She actually deals with a lot of issues in her book. So, for example, she talks about homosexuality before that was accepted. She talks about, um, especially between two females, she talks about mental illness and she talks about um, basically feminist. She has really feminist ideas and it yeah. shines through in her writing. I'm really like modern feminist. Yep. So, at that, yep. like around that time, it was kind of like it was the idea, like people had the idea, you know, women need to be, women need to take over the role of men. So, women need to be on top, they need to be a matriarch. And, and I get that to a certain extent because they were so oppressed that it's yeah, like... Yeah, it was like... It, you get sick, you're, you're to the point where you're fucking sick of it, so you're yeah. just like, right, well, now I want to be now I want to be a matriarch because I've lived in this hell for so long. Yeah, know? exactly. So I get it, but she still had really progressive, yeah, interesting views. more an idea of equality. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's almost a cop-out for guys sometimes, like, oh, the word femme fem is in it, so yeah. therefore I don't want to associate with it, and I'm like, you're, that's again, you're so like caught up in what it means yeah. to a man, like... I'm sorry, but we, we literally call humans, yeah. humankind, and I'm not trying to be too like petty about it, but I'm just like, really, the word fem feminism came from because, no offense, men, but like you've had literally zero Everything. rights to have to like throw yourself in front of horses for. Like, have you had to spend your whole life trying to get rights? No. No. So therefore, that's why it was called feminism because you weren't the ones trying to get any basic human rights. Like you obviously. Again, we're saying feminism now, modern day feminism is just as important for men. But in the old days, it was fucking not important for men. It was important for women. Like, yeah. it was still important for men, but it was more important for women because it was more a question of getting basic human rights, you know? Yeah. So I get I get it. And I do think, honestly, like, I wouldn't really have an issue if we rebranded the, the phrase because maybe it would get more people on board with it. And I think yeah. sometimes you have to just give up and be like, maybe we should rebrand it. Maybe, but then I think a lot of people, which I get, because I have a lot of friends who are like, no, why should we rebrand it? Like, what, because the word fems in it and they can't handle that? And I'm like, interesting too. But again, it's difficult because of the way men, men are programmed to be like, them coming out and associating with feminism, being like, I'm a feminist, people will be like, what? Like, yeah. this whole fem, and like, you're associated with being like, weak or like, female. And again, like, this comes down to uh, ideas as well about female gender roles and how we are always considered weak, weaker yeah. and more like, submissive, which I think is interesting because I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I was talking to my mum about this. Me and my mum had like a two hour conversation about this, like over summer. And we were talking about how we've encountered a few guys, like quite a lot of guys actually in my life, who can't handle women with strong personalities. And I find that so interesting because, um, like, I'm absolutely not generalizing on all guys. Like, I have amazing guys in my life that absolutely are not like that. And this is not saying this is all men, but I've met men, especially in the, in, um, sorry, in the older generation. So, like, I don't know, let's say parents, friends or something. And um, they really don't like women who have strong opinions. So, like, for example, yes. you'll say something and, like, these men will sort of look at you and do a double take. Like, I have a friend's parents who's, like, a family friend. And um, every time I give an opinion on something or really, like, voice my concerns about something, he looks at me and he's like, oh, God, you're loud, aren't you? Or you're, like, energetic, aren't you? Or, like, you're in your period, aren't you? And makes these really problematic comments. And I'm like, lol, I love it. Like, I can't just have a personality. I can't just have a strong personality because yes. I'm meant to be submissive. I'm meant to be weak. In his eyes. I'm not yeah. saying this is all men's eyes. It totally isn't. But, but it's in even in, like, a women, other women's eyes. It's in other women's eyes, too. Sorry, yeah. like, feminist, like 
a lot of the problem is that we yeah. can't. The word feminism. What, the reason I have a problem with is because yeah. there's so much diverging there's opinions so about much, what yeah. feminism is, yeah. and people, women, like primarily beat each other up. Like with Emma Watson was just prime example of how women beat each other up yeah. about it. Like a lot of women, are like oh, you know, she shouldn't be talking like that. She like, oh, or, sure. you know, she shouldn't shouldn't be voicing her opinion like that. But when Charlotte was talking about like how. Um, that she had like that man was say, saying you know she shouldn't be talking like that like I it was interesting because I'm someone who's quite vocal but I always had these ideas that I shouldn't say in front of a guy like subconsciously oh, yeah. because yeah. I was with this guy like last year and he was kind of I would every time I said something I'd be like kind of like some maybe said something about veganism and I'd be like it doesn't matter and like I'd always shut Crush myself down design, even yeah. though like I know that I'm very informed in these topics and I could argue on them very well and he was like no like pushing me to like he was like no I want to hear you and I thought I, I actually thought this was weird I like I was like yeah. there's something wrong with me and there's something wrong with like subconsciously and like I, it's so weird it's so weird because I'm someone that really values my like yeah. ability to speak out but then amongst men I'm like no <laughs> and like, no, but I get it because I, I, I've been there. And I think that's why, like, when I uh, made this podcast, I was like, actually, screw it. Like, I'd had it. I was like, I'm so sick of suppressing and hiding things I'm passionate about in front of, like, men especially. I'm over it. And, like, if they're not going to like it, I really don't care and I don't want them in my life. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, I'm talking about things that are important. And I think, yeah, a lot of the time people think, uh, guys will think it's strange to be so outspoken because I know, and again, a lot of girls that I've encountered in my life, like not my close friends or anything, have been quite passive around guys and been very like, they've even put forward this idea that like, oh, that's weird to like talk about that. Like in, in front of guys, you've got to do this, you've got to do X, 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 you've got to like be interested in solely hooking up with it. Like, you know, it's all this yeah. whole like uh, pros like of how again. you interact with men. Whereas I feel like from my point of view, I think this is also, from my point of view as a person, I interact with every single human being pretty much in, in the, the same, same way. way. Like even to kids, I'm not sort of condescending or patronizing. I will generally just, generally just talk to them and yeah. see what they have to say. I'm not gonna be like, hello little sweetie. I think it just like patronizes them. I'm, I'm not saying you were talking about the same topics in front of everyone, cause that's inappropriate. <laughs> but I'm saying yeah. that like, just in the way you speak to people, I don't change it. And even when I'm in a, like, in a sort of relationship situation or flirting with somebody, um, I don't change the way that I act around a friend. Yeah. Because I just don't. I'd rather just be myself instead of Completely, putting on yeah. this weird, like, obviously, you can be flirtatious. I'm not saying that. But I mean, like, I wouldn't start acting differently around guys or girls like growing up whereas yeah. I know a lot of people would change completely around guys and be oh, like, yeah. like oh I've got to act completely different I did yeah. oh I did when I was like 14 and I would just completely switch my personality around guys to try and like be seen cooler and I would always suppress my personality so I'll be really confident and outspoken in front of my family my friends I'll be around a guy that I was talking to when I was like freaking 14 and I would literally go so quiet and try and be like cool and like uh, have like an I don't care attitude like oh like it's all cool it's all good even though I cared about so many things I didn't want to uh, show yeah, that because like, a guy will be like, oh, she's annoying or she's loud. Yes. Like, do you know, I don't know if you got this. My biggest fear in front of guys when I was like, 14, yeah. 15 was being seen as annoying. Yeah. That was my biggest insecurity. Or a nerd because like, if you spoke about anything, yeah. I was like, I can't. Mine was annoying and outspoken yeah. and loud. I hated that. I was like, I don't want to be seen as loud and outspoken, yeah. even though that's who I am. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, completely. I'm so outspoken, but then yeah. like in front of guys, I'll be like, no, oh, I yeah. have no opinions. And it's not that I'm like really like agreeable I just won't say anything because yeah. I'm like I can't be seen oh, as me too I'll just but like passively and be like mm, mm, yeah mm. and even like for, uh, it's interesting because I was thinking like toxic masculinity has this effect on men as well like men still aren't they aren't spoken about certain areas but like you know they only speak about things that are suitable like by society standards yeah. like they're outspoken in a way that is masculine but like they'd never talk about these topics either like yeah. all these topics are taboo for everyone and that's due to masculinity because like to toxic masculinity because it's not okay for men to talk about these areas like emotions um sexuality gender blah blah and then for women it's not okay for you to talk about because that's being outspoken and unfeminine and for them it's being 
too emotional and unmasculine and it's all to do with like these gender roles and yeah. toxic mas yeah. masculinity that has this major impact on our lives so yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, no. uh, so we would love to hear you guys thoughts on masculinity as a concept femininity and you know if you think this to toxic masculinity can actually affect us growing up and what sort of effect it has on both men and women and again give us your thoughts on like feminism and if you think that I mean, I identify as a really strong feminist. I know you do yeah. as well. But it, again, like we're talking about the absolute textbook definition. Equality, do we need to rebrand the term or do we need to keep it as it is? Like, you know, just it's just an interesting topic because, again, for me, it's all about looking at the end goal. And what the end goal is, is also to achieve more rights to women around the world, uh, get rid of things like yes, rape culture. And, and I'm going to hold men accountable for their actions. So that is important. But also getting men to feel comfortable being more feminine and stuff. So I'm kind of yeah. like, does it need rebranding? Yeah, because also, like, I, I just want to make a quick mention about, like, the problems of femininity because yeah. I do English and we are like, feminism, sorry. And we are studying um, it a little bit. And, like, the problems with feminism is, like, that it does white feminism often has the, yeah. not, like, we're not like, oh, my God, I'm going to use... Um, other other women like of eastern cultures or whatever to um assert our supremacy but we subconsciously do it so we're like oh they are not free we need to liberate them and that in like inherently makes us more free yeah, and yeah, yeah. we use them to define ourselves as more powerful and we need to like stop that so because comparison like as yeah, well, yeah because sometimes okay they want to wear like you need to ask them and leave a I've, it's like really a difficult concept. Yeah, involve yeah. them in a dialogue. Yeah, dialogue and listen to them. Not even just involving them saying you can speak. We actually need to listen and make a space. And and, like and give them a space in the media to actually talk about this. Because yeah. I get it. And I will, I'm the first person to say like Saudi Arabia has a severe issue with the way they treat women. And they need we do need to help liberate them. Yeah. That, that's like an extreme example. But then people can't generalize the entire Middle East and be like, all these women are oppressed. And we need to go in there and like we're on our like white freaking stallion horses and and free yeah and it's all not of them about us yeah. and it's like this isn't about us and you don't even you're not even listening to them to talk about if they how they feel in this process i don't know it's, it's almost again like putting them putting them beneath you a lot yeah, a lot yeah exactly you. like and saying we need, yeah again it's like turning us into the males so like we always think oh you know a man on a white horse needs yeah. to save us but then we're turning into these feminists who can go and save the people the of other cultures and yeah. that's not the okay women they can save themselves yeah. like obviously we need to make space for them to make like we, what we need to do is make space for them and help them but we can't do it for them because yeah that's again asserting our authority and it's really problematic because at the same time you're like oh well they're in this really difficult situation we just want to help them and i know and like i really want to but you need to think about it you can't assert your like, look as well for like a, uh, someone from a completely different upbringing and culture like sometimes they don't want it they, they, they're not going to be able to relate to us in any way really in that aspect so it's a bit difficult for us to just swoop in and be like okay right we're here to like liberate you because it's just like all like new territory anyway and it's yeah. like wait what the hell like I don't know I just I feel like that's a massive problem and it's it's about combating issues and I think this is actually so funny I was talking to my friend about this but for example Saudi Arabia I'm going to use this because I'm just like I get so angry and riled up about the way they treat women in that country but um uh, like for example we're talking about how we can liberate women in Saudi Arabia and I literally said like stop giving money to their government stop yeah doing trade deals stop doing oil deals we are literally giving money to the government who is oppressing these people so stop yeah. giving money to the government and then at least we are not in any way responsible for what the government is doing and then we can give money to charity initiatives i love the hypocrisy like we're going to give money to this government we're going to involve them in the un um when they are one of the most oppressive countries yes. for women uh, and the un's global millennium goals and like unsustainable development goals are literally 
feminism and equality, and yet we're giving, we're literally making someone an ambassador who is completely oppressing them. And so I think it's unfair that we're being like, we're going to give money to charity to stop this, and at the same time we're funding the government who's doing it. And it's like, yeah. are you actually serious? Like that's not, that's that's part of the problem because we're part of the problem by by funding that. And if we didn't fund it, yeah, fair enough, we'd actually have more ground, more grounds to be able to go in and be like. We want to help, but but our government funding it and then saying we care so deeply and we want to help just looks completely ridiculous and hypocritical. Yeah. So that's another issue again about like, you know, you're coming from your privileged position and being like, oh, I've, we're, but we want to help. And then of course like the women who are genuinely who've been brave enough to speak out about their experiences of oppression in Saudi Arabia. Like I was reading so many articles about women who've like, like managed to escape and like they talk about their experiences and they've just been like, it's it's like so frustrating for us to hear politicians being like. Oh, we sympathise with you. You need to. We need to help you. And meanwhile, we know that you're funding the people who are yeah. doing this. So imagine what, how that feels. It's like they actually care about helping us. No, because then that, that's like a lack of trust. Yeah, like, because all, the all they want is money. Like, I, yeah. it just frustrates me so much that like, at the same time as they've got these dual goals, it's like actually oh, yeah. we also want money, and like, it's just so problematic. Oh, and that yeah, I could go on about this all day, but yeah, that's what I mean. It's like this whole white horse idea, like like riding in to save the day and then actually funding yeah funding like it's all it's the problem like the same colonialism all over again people being like yeah. they had this idea that like you know in india um it was like um disguising their identity as oppressors and being like no we're actually saving yeah um, brown yeah. men from brown brown women from brown men and um, this yeah, is like a phrase used by spivak yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. who's like a theorist so i'm not being racist yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> but um, yeah but it's like the idea that they don't they pretend that disguise their yeah. basically oppression of because at the same time you're oppressing them anyway you're in, instituting a rule and like yeah. we've done this it's still this neo-colonialism in which like we control their government we can control their economy and um, by yeah. like if we took away the money we're giving them for oil they probably like, they wouldn't have as much because that's what makes the country so rich yeah oh it's interesting so, yeah it's so interesting give, give us, us your thoughts. thoughts and we hope you have a good week we'll see you in the next podcast bye guys bye guys <laughs>